0: That's pretty neat, isn't it? Uh, You step back and you have a look around and it's just this mess, but when you come into focus, it's this amazing almost portrait of somebody. And I think sometimes it's a bit like us with Christmas, isn't it? Uh, I think often we're not actually on the focus in the front looking through it, but we're actually on the side looking at all this stuff going on and it seems to be just chaotic. Uh, Christmas carols, Christmas lights, Christmas presents. uh, It's all happening around us. Tinsel, trees, Santa. I was up at uh, the square yesterday and there was a line-up from Santa from one end almost to the other end of people wanting to get on and take a photo with Santa. And, And with all that stuff, all that mess that's going around, Sometimes it's hard to actually pull it together and say, well, really, what is the focus of Christmas? What should we be looking at? Well, this morning I'm hoping us that we'll step back around. We'll come back and look into that square and focus in on what Christmas is about. And we're going to do that as we look at Matthew chapter 1 together. And we're going to look at it as we uh, take specifically a look at the two names that come up, the two big names in this passage. So look out for them and uh, see if you can pick them up. So it's Matthew uh, chapter 1, verses 18 on, and Deb's going to come and read that for us. Thanks, Deb. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to
1: 21. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins.
0: Oh, 23. Sorry.
1: All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
0: Okay, did we pick up the two big names? What they are. So I want to throw one out. Emma. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, Yep, Emmanuel. That's one of them. And the other one is. It's the the, the, uh, Sunday school answer. Jesus. Jesus. That's it. It's Jesus. Uh, Emmanuel and Jesus. Now, both those names mean something. Uh, Back in those days when people were given names, uh, it wasn't just because it sounded nice but it's because it meant something. And so they used to give them different names to depict who they were and what they did. And uh, we still do that a little bit today, not so much as what uh, they did back then, but those different names have different meanings, don't they? Uh, does anyone know the, the meaning of their name? Karen, what's yours? Um, it's a Danish form of Catherine. Yep, and it means something. Though. I don't even know that one. Know. It means pure. Oh, there you go. Look course. at that. Isn't that lovely? Jane? <laughs> Gift of God. Excellent. Deborah? Worker bee. Worker bee. Is that why you've got the stripes on today? Is that so you're a blue worker bee? Adam. A red rock. Something to do with a red rock. Dave. Awesome. Or well, is that what you gave it to be? But it's actually real, but it's there. Uh, it picks up. Well, there are different names, aren't they? Rex means king, Kara uh, means pure. Benjamin means the son of the right hand. There you go, Benjamin. the son of the right hand. Uh, Names mean things. I know that somebody recently heard on the radio station that somebody changed their surname to President so that everyone would refer them to Mr. President whenever they heard them. (laughs) Uh, And I've heard too that in uh, New Guinea, some of the different tribal places over there, they didn't have names. When they had names, when the whites came in and, and... sort of uh, came over and tried to colonise and so forth, when they were there they heard them using different names and so they started calling their kids those names and they called one of them Tinned Fish, that was one, and another one Second Gear, that was what they called them. Uh, names mean things, don't they? Uh, names mean different things and the two names that we're going to be looking at today are Emmanuel and Jesus. Uh, the names that mean something when we think about that. And I think as we gather those two names, as we understand what those two names mean, then we'll step back in front of that square and we'll refocus ourselves to Christmas. And we'll think about what that means and what that looks like for us. So the first one is Emmanuel, which means God with us. I don't have to try and do that because the passage tells us, doesn't it? It means God with us. That God actually dwells with us. That what Jesus is, is God Dwelling with us. That is huge. The most all-powerful, almighty creator of everything, who is uncontainable, who is spirit, comes and dwells bodily in Jesus. With us. That is huge. Uh, Whether you've seen this show, Undercover Boss... Uh, I hadn't th- thought it would be been on for a while, but the other day I noticed it's back on on some of those channels. And Undercover Boss is where the boss of a big corporation uh, for the week comes out, comes under and works amongst their workers. They go down, they work on the workshop floor, or they work in the shop front, they get dressed up, they uh, disguise in a sense and they come and work amongst the people. And it's interesting as you watch the show as they get a bit of a perspective of what it's like to be one of the workers. And at the end of the show, uh, the people find out that their boss has been there, and you should see their reactions. They think, oh, no, what have they seen? What have they heard? Am I going to get fired? What's going to happen? And uh, the boss brings them in, and then the boss talks to them about what's going on. And the boss actually very often, more than not, actually says that they've gained a new perspective, and they see what it's like to be there. And often they give special prizes and so forth as well. A- and in one sense, it's like the boss actually gets in and gets messy and gets dirty With it. Well, what if God became the undercover boss and dwelt with us? Well, he did. That's what Emmanuel means. He came in and he came into this messy, sinful, broken world, born at a very interesting time, 2,000 odd years ago, in a cave in a manger amongst sheep and cattle and dirt, some of the poorest regions of the world, God dwelt. There he was in Jesus. God with us. Last week in, the, in what we were watching with the presentation, Deb played a clip called What's Christmas in a Nutshell? It's that God showed up amongst us. That's crazy, isn't it? Just about every other religion in the world, God is separated and you can't touch, you can't go near, you've got to stay. It's out there. But our God in Christianity comes and dwells with us, experiences what we experience, knows what mess is, knows what sin is, sees what it's like, but does something different to us, doesn't he? He's not contaminated by sin, he doesn't sin. He lives a perfect life and goes to a death and rises again so that we can have life forever. I reckon this Christmas it's worth us sitting back and just contemplating that a little bit. The God actually dwells with us in Jesus. The God of the universe cares and loves us so much that he hasn't just set us off on our own little plane and said, go ahead, just find out what it's all like, but actually comes into the mess, into the dirt, and dwells with us. You see, that's a good thing to focus on at Christmas, isn't it? Rather than all the tinsels and the sanders and the lights, but that the God of creation comes and dwells with us. We have his presence in our presence so that we can be in his presence forever. Jesus, God's presence with us, brings us into God's presence forever. That's how he saves us. That rift that was broken, that broken relationship by sin that separates us from God is healed and restored through Jesus on the cross for us. He says, that's what he meant by Jesus saves us. Uh, it's a funny term, isn't it, back then? This is to Joseph. He's thinking, wonder what he's thinking. Emmanuel, God with us. But Jesus who saves us, saves us from what? I think back then they would have been thinking it was saving them from the Romans and from uh, the, the, the occupation and all that sort of stuff that it will restore Israel to its glory. But God had a far bigger plan than that. His plan was that he would restore humanity to himself. Not just Israel, but everybody. God will save us through Jesus. The whole entire earth has that opportunity that people from every nation, tribe and language has an opportunity to have a relationship with God now and forever because of Jesus. That's what Jesus saves us. He saves you and I. He saves anybody who surrender their lives to Him, who put their trust in Him, who see that His cross bridges the gap, takes that sin, removes it, so that we can be in His presence forever. How good is that? God with us, who brings us into His presence forever. If you walk along the wall at Evan's Head and go out and have a look out there, you'll notice uh, that... On the side there is a life ring that sits there ready for if anybody is uh, wrecked or so forth or happens on our bar which can happen quite regularly. Now imagine if that life ring is there, it's sitting there and someone is out there drowning uh, but we throw it to them but they say, no, 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 I'm okay. You throw it to them but they just let it go by. That would be silly, wouldn't it? Well, God with us gets the life ring of Jesus and throws it to us And says, take this. This is your salvation now and for eternity. This is for you. That's what God does for us at Christmas time. That is where our focus needs to come back to, isn't it? Not on the tinsel, not on the lights, not on all the festive stuff, but on the refocusing back into that frame that says that God is with us in Jesus, that God saves us through Jesus, that God sends his presence to us in Jesus to bring us into his presence for eternity. That's our focus. That's what we should be looking at. That's what we should be on about. Emmanuel, Jesus is God with us. Jesus, he will save us. The one who saves you and I. Well, good for me to say that, but what does that look like? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you this week? I don't know about you, but I've been uh, thinking about all these talks, obviously, so therefore I've had about four or five talks I've had to prepare about Christmas over the last little while, so I've been thinking lots about that. But even within that, I'm still thinking about all the presents I can buy. Yesterday, racing up for an hour around Lismore Square, going all over the place trying to get everything. There's all this Christmas stuff going on, getting the lights up out the back, lights up out the front, all that sort of stuff going on, that sometimes I think I'm sitting around the other side of the square and just looking at all this stuff over here and getting messy and not coming back to the square and looking at the focus. So what can we do this week? What are some things that we might be able to do this week to refocus our Christmas and maybe help others to refocus theirs? Well, maybe one of them is actually to not worry about being called a jerk and not getting caught up in the busyness. Maybe that's one of them. Maybe we don't go to every Christmas party. Maybe we don't get to Christmas Day and just feel bleh. I'm exhausted because I've just tried to do everything in these last two weeks. And this last week I've been to a Christmas party on Monday morning, Christmas party. And I've gone to the carols the next day. I've been watching the carols. I was up to 12 o'clock watching the carols the next night. I went across this one. We had drinks over those the next door neighbours. I mean, and then I get to the end of it. Man, I'm just exhausted. Maybe we become jerks for a little while. Maybe we step back and take time to refocus. Let me make a couple of suggestions. That might be one of them for you. What about sometime in these next four days, you take time out either by yourself or with your family or both and actually read through one of the nativity stories in Matthew or Luke? That would be novel, wouldn't it? What about we do that? What about we step back and read through it. Start at Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 18, and go through to the end of chapter 2 or something. Start at Luke, have a look, and read through to the angels up to Simeon. Just take some time to think and let it settle. Have a think about that. Maybe we do that. Uh, maybe, uh, I risk being called a jerk and don't go to everything, maybe cut down the amount of presents that we give and maybe think about giving more presents away to third world countries. Maybe we buy more out of tier than we do for ourselves. Maybe we type to take time to think about how you can uh, uh, take your focus. I'm not here to ruin Santa, by the way. We don't mind Santa in our house. But maybe think about how you and your family can remove the focus off Santa and bring it on to Jesus. I don't know how you do that in your family. Have a think about that. Have a think about a couple of things that you might be able to do in your family that does that. Uh, One of the things I was thinking about was uh, maybe uh, for this Christmas, or maybe it might be too late for this Christmas, but maybe for next Christmas, how about we think about buying a T-shirt that has something to do with Jesus on it rather than Santa? Just have a thought. I haven't got one of those, uh, but I wouldn't mind getting one of those. How about I think about that? Maybe have a think about what you're doing with your lights and so forth out the front of your house. Maybe uh, you do do something different and put something that reflects Jesus. Maybe it is like the nativity scene out the front, thanks to Dave and Karen who uh, got that organised and sat it out the front. Uh, we've been trying to put up this uh, poster at the front of ours that says, Jesus is the heart of Christmas. It keeps getting blown off and destroyed. Uh, but I'm trying to think how can I put it out there because otherwise our place just looks like this nice little lit up place which is lovely for the community and great from that perspective and we're part of the community and that's good but just something that says we think Jesus is more important. I don't know. Um, these are just suggestions. I'm not saying we've got it sorted. Uh, we're still trying to think through these ourselves. Maybe uh, Maybe find some quiet time to be in prayer for all the people that you know that don't know Jesus this Christmas. Maybe just take some time out to do that. Maybe get up early one morning, give yourself half an hour and just sit write down the names of the people you know in the community around you, your family members, the people beside you, next door neighbours, people who you love and care for, write them down and pray for them this Christmas that they will know Jesus. Those are some thoughts I had. No thoughts I'm aiming at myself, by the way, because I had to sit down and think about what I'm doing and what I've got around me. There might be some other things you can think about. But let's have some thinking about how can we draw ourselves back to that focus of what Christmas is. Not on all the mess out here, but on Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus who saves us. I pray that together we may encourage each other to refocus our Christmas on him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it's a challenge in the world that we live in, Lord, which is just so taken up with the festive season. Uh, so taken up with some really good things, Lord, in one sense. Uh, singing carols, uh, making street lights, having family over, having fun, having food having time together, Lord. There's some really great things about that. But, Lord, that's not really what Christmas is about. And even as good as they are, they, none of it compares. It's the amazing truth that you came and dwelt among us, that you came to save us in Jesus, in that tiny little baby, in a trough, In Him, Lord, is our hope. In Him is our life. In Him is our salvation. In Him is your presence with us. In Him is the opportunity for us to be in your presence forever. Lord, in amongst all that's going on, help us to enjoy what this Christmas happens around us, Lord, but help us to refocus it back on you. We pray that by your spirit, Lord, you will lead us in ways that we can do that so that we will bring glory to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.